Hello, me amores, ladies and gents, and welcome back to the stunning and safe space that is the Get Involved podcast. I'm your host, Lily, and I hope that you're thriving, and if not that, surviving in general. Guys, it's been a week for me, I'm not going to lie to you, it's been a shitty one. I just have not been feeling myself, and essentially I've just been doing things and thinking in ways that is just not the way I live my life, you know? But the thing about this is that, you know, I'm very against toxic positivity, as in, if you're feeling shit, accept you're feeling shit, process it, eventually eventually you're going to get over it and you're going to use it to your advantage and if nothing else learn something from it I spoke a little bit about this on Instagram this week on my Insta sorry I didn't mean to plug my Instagram there get involved podcast on Instagram I don't know why you wouldn't be following it anyway basically saying that I was just kind of living my life not the way I usually do and essentially waking up every day and choosing to base my worth of my day on whether my body has decided to bloat or my hormones have decided to be a dick and my skin and is looking like the teenage hormone disaster on wheels that was my skin as a child or just people being dicks do you know what I mean so whether it was my hormones being a dick or people I was like I'm letting this decide my worth of the day and how I'm going to feel today and that ultimately is just not how I live my life and essentially we check ourselves and we read the room and realize we're still stunning individuals because at the end of the day as, as much as it is easy to base your worth on what you look like I think and it's so embedded in us believe me I know it really is but but at the end of the day if you're a dick and you've got good skin you're still a dick do you know what I mean like buying as much vitamin c serum or retinol or sweet jesus divine save my skin lick acid it doesn't matter if you're a dickhead you're still a dickhead you know what I mean and at the end of the day that is what you base your worth on being a good person being good to yourself and then in turn being able to be good to the people around you I'm absolutely not qualified to give life advice but I feel like this is just something that's been going through my head this week and I'm just so sick of being in my head do you know what I mean like Christ on a bike like I'm learning so much about myself great but I'm so bored of it do you know like I'm literally figuring out every single part of my coping mechanisms and how my brain works and I'm like I didn't ask you to do this but here we we are as I'm sat at home basically involuntarily meditating every second of the day and just figuring out new parts of my brain I'm just like okay cool this is happening and with regards to how I check myself and just come back to just being a stable confident glowing individual it's about just knowing and believing that you are literally enough as you are right now as cringy as that sounds it's actually really hard to do at the end of the day like if I go on a detox and do workouts for the next four days like I'm not going to be a better person because of that like I don't need that to be a better person like I'm enough as I am now I think it's just having that just stable contentment that you're enough and just that stable confidence and self-awareness of yourself and this is coming from someone now I know I'm a confident person but this is coming from someone who I did believe at one point being confident was being the loudest person or being the funniest person or just being the most outrageous person in the room and don't get me wrong sometimes I am that person still but I've always considered myself a confident person but I know at times I look back now and I'm like I wasn't actually being confident I was just being loud and I look back at that now as almost like unstable confidence or something and I know that's unstable because I know like what stable confidence is because I am that now and once I became stably confident which is how I look at it which is you know confidence isn't that you're right all the time or that you think you're right all the time it's that you're not scared to be wrong and that just takes any power of any shit that goes on in your life or the shit you do wrong or whatever away from it like destroying 
bringing you as a person or making you feel like you're not worthy of a person like I'm not scared to get things wrong I'm bound to get a lot of fucking shit wrong <laughs> like and I think once you learn that no one can take it away from you like regardless of the shit that happens of course it's gonna feel like shit at the time whatever it was whether it's just any aspect of your life if it went wrong it went wrong and it's not about it not feeling shit but it's about each time coming back from it quicker and get, using it to your advantage quicker and learning from it quicker do you know and just something I was struggling with this week is just you know really genuinely believing that how I look today is just not who I am and that just comes down to this foundation of just self-awareness and just stable confidence that no one can take away from me what I have like I'm enough as I am also if you start getting irritated or affected by if people are being a dickhead to you I mean this from the bottom of my heart and I live by it don't give a shit about people who don't give a shit about you your life will be so much freer that way really and truly anyway that's the Dalai Lama segment done of this podcast so yeah we had a bit of a week um, in that my brain felt like a hamster wheel that wasn't ending but it's fine we stabilised her but genuinely it's just like oh my god I'm so sick of literally having these epiphany moments every 50 minutes about my soul it's like I just want to be out in the world and living my life and not even be able to think about that but it's all gonna play to our advantage and give us great life skills all these interesting days that we have in lockdown but anyway I wanted to have a lot this week I wanted to remember the days where things were simple and my priorities were although backwards simple do you know what I mean and I'm talking about my social life as a youth we went from Uggs to diamonds and pearls and it was an interesting process and I would especially like to take you through in this particular podcast through the teenage disco years and the money the sweat the tears the eyeliner and the pennies stick on nails that went into the process that was me growing up as a teen and going to these teenage discos now now full disclosure we shall be discussing traditions that are very specific to the Irish culture and I'm not talking about leprechauns I'm talking about our disgusting habits of socializing but they're also the best out there so for those of you listening who don't understand the references I make I get it but personally I was having a week of nostalgia um, with regards to these glorious days and sometimes I can still feel the glue from the penny stick on nails cementing all over my hand and my fingers as I struggled to apply them in a rush on the way to one of the mom's cars that was bringing us to the disco sorry so I don't know I hate calling it disco can we use a different word for it I really like I feel like I, I'm like 45 talking about how no one asked me to dance at the disco which to be fair no one did but I just hate that word I would call it underage and overpriced event but that's also too much to say every time we're just going to call it the debatable events maybe I'll call it a debatable social gathering I don't know but look no guys if I said disco I hate that word but I can't think of a different one but anyway I'm sure a lot of people can relate to the teenage years and the social events that we did attend there but those who are not from Ireland some of the reference you will not understand and I'm I'm sorry for that but I still appreciate you listening and perhaps you'll learn something about the rich culture that is spending my communion money savings on stripper heels in corkies that I will never wear again that still gather dust in my room till this day so what I'm going to be doing is taking you guys through the special chapter of my social life as a youth that did involve the teenage nightclubs that we attended so just a backstory with me I know in first and second year maybe it was just first year just first year of secondary school there was a whole cool essay situation I know about as much as that particular situation as I do how the mind of a man works because both are a mystery to me I wasn't allowed to go to Kula I wasn't allowed to go to the first teenage discos that were essentially organized for the youth 
Now, also, this is basically just specific to Ireland and more so Dublin and then more so South Dublin. Um, I don't think there's any way to say that without sounding like a wanker, but um, I'm genuinely just stating facts here. So if you don't understand the references, you probably also haven't been in a situation that you broke into a physical sweat trying to get a story of your mooch in time before the frozen yogurt melts. So fair enough. Look, these are kind of specific topics, but at the same time, they're cultural. So do keep listening if you want to. Yeah, but so whatever reason, Kula wasn't a thing. It's a question mark to me. I don't know feel free to drop into my DMs and let me know what it was like to be through that firsthand. if I could have stuck someone in with a GoPro back in the day knowing I'd need to talk about it in a podcast I would have but it's too late for now I was not allowed out to those sort of social events due to the fact my mum was just like hell to the fucking no you know it's the whole thing of strict parents make wild children I, my mom is too much of a tough bitch for me to even have the bracket of doing that like I'm sure a lot of people would have snuck out if I snuck out and I actually successfully got out I just wouldn't be able to return home the anxiety would be too much I would still be on the streets as we speak if my mother found out that I snuck out to some sort of youth social disco I would run I would run as far I would I would ask people what direction is the place I live wherever they point I would run the opposite direction and when they say legend says she's still running absolutely I would still be running I would run on water so basically when I'm saying that I wasn't allowed to do certain things it's not because my mum was an absolute crazy Christian like to say your prayers at night like I went to mass maybe five times in my life it was more she was just like no and I was like fair enough I mean of course at the time I was like I hate you you've ruined my life I'm never going to amount to anything because of the things you do not let me do now I simply will not be able to grow as a person you are the reason I'm going to die alone but ultimately above all those things I was purely like I'm not going to fuck with you so if you tell me I can't do something yes I'll be a little bitch about it but I am not going against what you're saying and honestly full disclosure I lived in the countryside so my chances of sneaking out would have to genuinely involve a horse of some sort and then I'd have to figure out where to park the horse where when I got to the disco. Anyway, we're getting off topic here. Basically, didn't go to those youth discos back when what? We were literally 12, were we? 13? No, like 13. Okay, so then we move on to second year of secondary school and we have the infamous Wes. Wes, even it rolls off the tongue now. Do you know what I mean? It really does. Wes is so many things. Wes was a euphoria. It was a Petri dish of bacteria and filth. It was sweat covered walls. It was awkward socialization. It was malnourished teens smoking outside. It was a terrifying DJ asking you to raise your hands if you just finished second year. Do you know like it was it's a scary but also wonderful place and a lot of memories are made there and we're going to dive into that right now. So obviously with regards to Wes, Teenage Disco Wes itself. I'm sorry I'm actually going to cry my microphone at this time. Wes has since its glorious days has been turned into a rugby club. Sorry that's a lie it was always a rugby club. <laughs> There's literally a pitch beside it. <laughs> it's a rugby club. It's a rugby club okay. It's a rugby club that a lot of teens were just shoved in there. But since the glory days of it being allowed to be used as a teenage disco it is refurbished. It has solely committed to being a rugby club and there's a gym there as well now so I'm just saying disgusting it's disgusting how our society's evolved our priorities are backwards but we cannot go back so anyway there's so many aspects to Wes that genuinely I'm just like oh my god this took up so much of my life 
and I wouldn't want it any other way. So with regard to how you actually get to Wes, this glorified rugby club, I just remember the whole aspect of the Wes reps, so the ticket reps. How are you even chosen? Oh yeah, yeah. You'd be messaged on Facebook to be chosen as a rep. I didn't have Facebook, so that never would have happened. If only my mom had let me get Facebook, I would have been literally working in marketing at it as a 14-year-old, promoting and selling these tickets. But no, mom, you didn't let me get Facebook till I was 18, so I was forced to buy them. An overpriced 20 euro piece of card to walk into a sweat box with all of South Dublin. And if I'm lucky, score a malnourished boy against a sweaty wall. And maybe if you're even more lucky your friend will pretend it's your birthday and the DJ will give you a shout out these are the things dreams are made of but anyway with regards to the tickets and the rep I just remember like to be honest with you like it's a lot of pressure like we're 14 like we are 14 15 and someone of every it's actually so funny how it's fully just orchestrated for South Dublin schools like so each person from each school now I hope it's just South Dublin schools if not this is coming off very fucking wanker vibe for me but like I'm pretty sure that's how it works it was like every school you are the rep please sell to your students was it child labour can we call it that because (laughs) they were doing the ticket selling and ultimately they were getting a free ticket themselves so like there was money in transaction for this child to do this labour okay I think I've just started a lawsuit against Wes thank god it's gone now because to be honest that's not the only lawsuit that could have been brought up against Wes so maybe it's better that it's been demolished now I just have these images and the girls from HCK will know like whoever was the rep like you just go up with your money and they just have this line of tickets that are all like attached together and they just <laughs> break one off and give it to you There's, it's actually so funny like obviously it would be our friends that would be organizing it whoever was the rep but you literally just have these ba- this bag of money <laughs> like you're just selling these tickets it was actually hilarious I think when you think about anything of childhood when you really put it into real terms you're like what the fuck was going on but also unbelievable work the devil works hard but the Wes rep works harder was always kind of jealous like I would have loved to been that bitch to first of all be getting a free Wes ticket but also be in control of other people's future and destiny because look I'm not saying if you didn't go to Wes that you were not considered a normal person but like it's along those lines do you know what I mean at the end of the day your teenagers in secondary school your priorities are of course the definition of backwards so I was kind of jealous I was like I would love to have walked in with the strip of tickets and a blue teeth earpiece in my ear with Donny on the other line being like bitch I've got the tickets they're selling like hotcakes do you know what I mean backstory for those who don't know Donny was the interesting but also kind of mastermind that ran Wes yeah he to me he's kind of like are you real like were you actually a real person do you know what I mean I know technically like I've seen you but you're like you can't be real you can't it's just it's an enigma he's an enigma that's what he is and low-key just terrifying but anyway I still would have loved to have been on his team and been that bitch running the Wes rep situation do you know what I mean but you know what my ego could have exploded at that point and god knows where I would have ended up so maybe it's best that I wasn't allowed on Facebook in order to be asked to be a rep do you know so you've secured the ticket you're going to Wes and I don't have any of my Wes actually do I think I do have some of my Wes tickets still the names of them would be like summer party Halloween bash I think some of the titles were way way scarier I'm not gonna lie to you I want to see the books I want to see the books of Wes because the marketing was sublime because we ate it all up do you know what I mean and I'm pretty sure throughout the years the prices went up to like 
25 euro slash 30 euro it's kind of like at the moment the netflix subscription is just slowly creeping up and it's like i see you what are you doing like wes ran so netflix could walk with regards to raising its prices casually but knowing the people are too loyal to not pay that extra fee but anyway so you secure your overpriced ticket to basically go into a rugby club hall and then it's the process of getting ready cinderella has the invitation to the ball she just simply has to now spend four days prior getting ready for it cinderella is a lie you know like i had fairy godmothers in the case that i had no fucking idea what i was doing with makeup i really didn't i had a max factor pan stick which was basically like rubbing a stick of chalk onto my face and trying to get it to match my tan and my friends were so loyal to me and that they were like lily we know you struggle in this aspect of your life with regards to makeup and all of those things and i also just didn't know how to straighten my hair like i to be honest like r.i.p to the curly head of hair i could have now if i didn't straighten it so much she is coming back though i'm working on her hard because i want to be julia roberts at the time it took a fairy godmother and a fucking army to try straighten my hair and do my makeup and my friends were so loyal to me but i knew i was like i can't get through this alone but even with the help that i had it took it was a four-day process it was a four-day process and cinderella is a scam it's a scam it's not real you cannot get ready for the biggest event of your life in 20 minutes it's not possible anyway so i know i'm explaining all the aspects now and people are like okay yeah i died did it but like actually when you go through it it's so fucking funny so look you got the tickets the i was about to say the wes i am i 45 am i 45 with three children and am i concerned about my mortgage anyway you've got wes coming up on friday it's a big day it's monday now and you're and it's like okay like how am i supposed to think about anything else except the biggest event of my life on friday do you know what i mean like the week scrapes on you know it really it crawls to the big day but so someone volunteers someone in your year or your class or whatever volunteers to have a group of you to a house before to get ready it's honestly it's genuinely like the Sandra D number in Greece when they're all at the sleepover like except instead of you being in pajamas and doing face masks and stuff we're literally plastering a concrete layer of foundation on us and trying to turn a boob tube into a dress do you know what I mean but I mean no regrets but I remember one time I was hosting and I'm not joking you I had I would say upward I <laughs> upward I would put a photo of it but there's so many people in it, and I'm sure some people do not want to be associated with this photo anymore of 30 girls to my house to get ready 30, 30 maybe 35 I don't know and obviously I'm a teen I'm like 14 the fact that I was probably 100% sorry being a little bitch to my mom just in general in life and then she has to have 35 girls over to get ready for a teenage disco cook for all of them and basically have them destroy one of the rooms in the house as we literally hotbox it with fucking hairspray as we back home our hair iconic nonetheless but it was it was so fun like you literally had a party before the party like we all know pranks but at this time some people did drink but yet again the fear of getting caught by my mother drinking alcohol outweighed any sort of curiosity I had drinking at that age because I'm not gonna mess with that bitch basically because I'm not gonna mess with my mom if I got caught drinking at that age on the note of that with regards to underage drinking you know you do you we've all, we're all we're all on our different paths of life the fact that this <laughs> teenage disco club had a drunk room in it which is 
And now it's kind of it's kind of great because you can talk about all this shit. It's kind of like when you're exposing the royal family of like what really went on inside Buckingham Palace. The, like the fact there was a drunk room. We can say this now because Wes is gone and it's been demolished and it's no longer a thing. It's a thing of the past. Did it even happen? Because honestly, some of the shit that went on illegal <laughs> was a dollar dream. Anyway, like the fact there was actually a drunk room for us prebutescent teens in case someone consumed too much alcohol. Like to be honest with you, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. And like it's, you know, if you know kids are going to be drinking of course it's better that you have the option than not but it is tapped do you know what I mean ultimately it is a bit tapped but like if I went to Wes and ended up in the drunk room and like when you're in there then you're you know your parents are called and everything if I was in that drunk room knowing my mum would be called I'd be like listen Donny, I don't want a phone call I want two things from you I want emancipation papers and adoption papers because you are adopting me right now because I cannot go back to my home I cannot live the life I used to live because because my mother my mother wouldn't even disown me she wouldn't disown me she'd be like that's actually too easy for you if you guys know that scene of Chris Jenner and keeping with Kardashians when she has that gun that does come to mind do you know what I mean like she wouldn't actually shoot me but she'd probably keep a gun on her at all times just to let me know that like it's a possibility and stay in check you know and nothing but respect for her to be honest as much as my mom is that bitch like she also is shows me unconditional love I say this because she listens to this so hi mom I respect everything you did and just know I never even thought about drinking at these teenage discos because that's how much I respect you and at times was scared of you but anyway so we've got the whole prep for the situation for Wes you spend hours getting ready I don't really know how to describe the outfits that were worn like I don't want to go into cliches of course our tan was every shade of debatable and the eyeliner was just racing tracks around the eyes you've got backcombed hair that was almost as high as the stripper heels that we wore we all went through that passage of life and to be honest with you if we didn't have that time we wouldn't be able to have the globe photos that we have now and I all I also think like if you're not cringe in when you're like 13, 14, then you're going to be cringe when you're in your 20s. Like, fuck that. Do you know what I mean? Like, you got to learn young. You got to learn young. No regrets. But like, I wonder where it came from. Do you know what I mean? Like, where did that style come from? Like, who decided to put Aztec print on a boob tube skirt and pair it with a neon pink crop top and then diamante silver quirky heels? I'm honestly like, where did it come from? Now, mind you, teens these days have nicer clothes than me. So like, it's been evolved. Like, people have grown out of it I really do think that my year and maybe like one below we were the end of that era and we carried it through sublimely I mean the photo should be studied 100% but anyway moving on so you're ready for it okay also the great thing was like the height of these heels it's it's literally what the yummy mummies wear to their NFL boyfriends game or what the classic second wife wears sorry it's genuinely what Gloria wears in Modern Family like that height heel should not be on a 13 year old's ankle like snap crackle pop like goodbye to your Achilles tendon for the rest of your life I didn't think that's in your foot goodbye to your foot ligaments okay like you're out of here do you know like anyway so debatable moving on you're getting the picks the picks are of course the best part of the night you must reserve at least four hours for picks because you don't know how long it's going to take and as well especially when you've got a you've got a big getting ready group as I did at my house this time like 35 people the combos the combos of that you've got so many people to get in pictures with groups there's a lot of combinations that need to be done and 
there needs to be time to do it. So, you know, you got to be very strategic about all of that. And I loved the best part was you buy these expensive heels, you wear the heels and then you take them off and then wear Uggs to the club, to Wes. Like, it's kind of beautiful. There's this mutual respect between all the girls going to Wes. It's like, you don't need to wear those heels, honey. You don't need, I know you look bomb in those heels, but you don't need to ruin the ligaments in your feet and wear them to the club. There's no, you put on those Uggs nice and toasty in there and get ready to have a good time. It was an unspoken word. No one wore them. So it was quite beautiful. We really got away with that and you just, you can't touch that bond. Now that I'm thinking back to it, did I wear the heels to Wes at some point? I feel like I did. Was I being, uh, going against the code doing that? I don't know. Also, if I wore them, sweet Jesus Christ, Lily, you're already two feet above anyone else anyway. Actually, I definitely did it for attention. Anyway, look, basically, I do remember more than not going with the Uggs. And it's an unspoken bond. No one's going to say shit to you. You're like, yes, enjoy your overpriced night and those overpriced Ugg boots. So now at this point, just in second year, you wouldn't be going on party buses. Party buses are the best thing to be invented since the vaccine. If the bus has an ox cord, obviously. If it doesn't, then what is your purpose? I'm confused. Anyway, before party bus came into the scene, you know, you just had to get a lift from your parents. So yeah, super fun. Anyway, so you get your left to Wes, whatever, stunning work. Actually one time when I was having everyone to my house and you know, all the parents come and drop all the kids. God bless. It actually took so much strength for our parents to just watch us, the state of us, get out of the car and walk into public. Do you know what I mean? But to be fair, like by the time you got there, there's a crowd of also malnourished teens dressed outrageously. So do you know, it's like anything. If you're with the right people you fit in but if we were anywhere else we would look extremely debatable do you know what I mean but I mean it's all circumstantial I remember the time that my mom was dropping us well like a group of us obviously 35 people could not fit in a car all different parents would come and collect them whatever and we all went off and I was in my mom's car obviously and she was giving me money for the night in case I needed some money I got out of the car and I was really stressed because I was like oh god like you know as you are you're just so stressed going into Wes like do you know what I mean like it's a big fucking deal you've made it like you're minutes away from the big night itself Oscars is shaking I got out of the car and I was so flustered getting out of the car right we were out like outside Wes and my mum took off back up the motorway I realised I had her purse in my hand I had gone to take the money out of her purse and just took the whole purse so I was like amazing amazing work not only is my mum raging that she had to drop all of these fucking people out of this terrifying disco and had to host all of them now she has to turn around and I called her I was like I have your purse and she was like you are the leech of the family I was like amazing anyway that was just like <laughs> I was like why am I like this anyway so you get there and the queue the queue into this sweaty rugby club can only compared to, be compared to Coachella like is Beyonce waiting for us on the inside no is Beyonce with gift bags of gold bars waiting for us on the inside because people would be queuing up here as if this shit was free so you queue you socialise in the queue you know all that fun stuff it's something about the harsh lighting of the queue especially because it's quite early on your orange coloured makeup and black tar smoky eye that just makes you look even more tragic and of course at this point in the queue with the wind and perhaps a little bit of rain the hair that my friend had spent (laughs) 
perhaps two hours straightening prior is of course curly already so I'm like okay so this is great at the time I hated my curly hair you always want what you can't have now I should adore it but you know yourself like when you're when you're a teen you don't know what you want anyway so you queue up you eventually get there and then I honestly I remember the feeling what it's like walking into Wes so you're basically going from just like normal daylight into like a dark room honestly when I walked into Wes every time like I was the main character do you know what I mean even though most people I didn't know there at all because while a lot of my friends would be socializing with the people that they know just from socializing day to day as I said before my mom didn't let me go out with boys my mom did not let me go out to the cinema with males and like hang out in dodgy areas of shopping centers you know just the classic things you do as a teen in Ireland but I wasn't really allowed to do any of that so like I didn't really know anyone but I still acted like I was the main character do you know what I mean I was like everyone it's kind of like in the Cinderella story when she walks in with the mask and they're like who is she that was me everyone turned around no one turned around everyone turned around and was just like who's this new bitch on the block you know anyway you walk in and you're just hit with the waft of sweat and Britney Spears fantasy perfume and sexy chick by David Guetta all components of a great night the decor within Wes, of course, it's themed, <laughs> whether it's Halloween. I feel like there was there a Christmas one, probably, but I don't remember seeing Christmas decorations. Summer, you know, whatever it may be, whatever bash you're attending. The decor was so terrifying. I feel like I never really properly paid attention to what was hanging on the walls, but I think the more you looked at what was hanging on the walls and the roof, the scarier it got, you know what I mean? So honestly, I'm surprised they were able to hang anything on the walls. Like, I don't know how you can stick blue tack or tape onto walls that are literally sweat because the amount of people in this one hall like surely there's some fire hazards with regards to the amount of people in this proximity but anyway like it's the walls were sweaty it's like you were in a sauna except you're not relaxed you're genuinely shitting yourself because you're just like my god will someone just tap me on the shoulder and ask me to meet their malnourished mate so I feel worthy do you know what I mean it was it's a crazy crazy place Wes it makes you feel so many things also one of the most hilarious things about it all is that they sell soft drink I think they sell crisps as well so that's why my mom would give me the money she would be like Lily take this money get yourself a Fanta a water some crisps during the night and I'm like mom do you think I've got time to be sipping on Fanta <laughs> like I've got networking to do in here. I've got romances to spark. I've, I still haven't wrapped super base yet. Like there's so much to be done. I don't have time to be sipping on a Sprite, hon. I'm a busy woman. Also, sweet Jesus, Lord divine, bless you if you needed to put a bag in the cloakroom or a coat. Because whatever about the queue into us, then it's like, oh, 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 another queue that is the size of the Great Wall of China to the cloakroom. You would swear they were handing out the answer to our junior search. The queue was insane. And whatever about the queue at the beginning, dropping in the bag was fine. It's when you want to collect the bag at the end of the night. It's kind of like, you know, when you're at a concert and you have those people that decide, I'm not going to listen to the best song and the last song because I don't want to get stuck in the crowd um, because I just, I'm in such a rush to live the rest of my life. That's kind of what it was. Like every, like once the time, what time did Wes finish at? Did it finish at midnight? I feel like I did. I can't really remember. But 
but when people would see that time's coming up they're like I'm out of here like I'm queuing up for that cloakroom and if you didn't have that mindset you're fucked like you're gonna be in that rugby club until see you next Christmas I think in general when you're at Wes whatever amount of hours you have there like you're either socializing scoring someone scoring is just kissing them but with tongue ew gross or you're sinning of some sort do you know what I mean anything goes what happens in Wes doesn't necessarily stay in Wes because we literally analyze it for like four weeks after but you know it definitely has that vibe to it do you know what I mean like shit goes down in Wes I won't lie to you look and full disclosure with regards to all the horny teens together in this proximity I wasn't one to pull a lot to be honest guys I'm not gonna lie to you don't worry I don't want sympathy here but I was always the tallest I was also on the tub side and males were kind of repulsed by me at times do you know what I mean and honestly at the time of course I was like I'd love attention Jesus wept I know start playing the violins but it's fine we got through it but like I don't really have saucy tales of Wes to be fair do you know what I mean the closest thing I have to it is one night when me and my friend decided to have this competition you know when there's like posts being like what what do you think about now that like COVID's happened that you did before COVID that just seems really like unclean and unsanitary that was this game with my friend we were like yeah how many people can we pull in one night how many people can we score in one night how much would I like to multiply the chances of me having some sort of throat infection by the end of the night basically and I fucking shit you not like I think I got to like seven these are boys you do not know where their mouths have been you do not know if they even know how to use their toothbrush properly like sweet jesus lord divine like lily live your fucking life i won the competition so at the end of the day it's not necessarily a loss but terrifying i never had the privilege of being topped over my clothes um so that was something that i couldn't necessarily tick off the bucket list i have since then though guys don't worry but not necessarily in wes but one thing i can relate to with regards to just romance sparking in the middle of the dance floor is of course <laughs> the classic whatever about doing a monologue of shakespeare if you're auditioning I think there should be a monologue of this role play that goes on. So me enjoying singing the verse of Usher in Baby by Justin Bieber gets tapped on the shoulder. I I don't feel the touch at first because I'm so hot and sweaty. I can't feel anything. And my hair has genuinely expanded to the size of the room due to the humidity. But I get a tap on the shoulder. I'm like, excuse me? I turn around and a brave soldier, a wingman of dreams has built up the courage to ask for his friend if his friend may put his tongue inside my mouth and I turn around and I'm like hey he's like will you shift my mate I'm like your mate could win a Guinness world record for the amount of hair gel on one scalp and his outfit is almost as shocking as mine of course I will shift your mate. Of course I will. It would be my privilege. And so romance begins. And from there on, you score for as long as you want. And it's a magical experience. And then you part ways. Maybe someday you post on each other's wall if you liked for a HO. Met you at Wes. <laughs> like Shakespeare couldn't have said it better himself if he tried. He really couldn't have. But yeah, like it's just the things that happen in that rugby club need to be written about. And now that I'm thinking about it, I think it might be me. I think I might be the one that that's gonna write the book okay don't copyright me guys writing a book glandular fever 
and Uggs. A youth's story through the ages of Wes. I kind of like the title. It's kind of sticking with me. Anyway, we can focus on the title later. I honestly wanted to talk about more clubs that we went to, but... I don't have time guys like this is already going on quite long I didn't realize how deeply I would want to delve into the aspects of Wes I will close with one thing though the one thing that was simply impeccable in Wes and to this day I hope that perhaps I could meet the man behind the DJ booth put your fucking hands up if you just finish your second year summer exams both my hands are up DJ Dave they're both up I'm streaming tears please play We Found Love by Rihanna I'm crying now or wild ones by Sia whichever is easier for you to click on your iPod like amazing work he could say put your hands up if dairy milk is better than oat milk and for a second I would think about putting my hands up even though that's everything I'm against just because the way he says it the passion the power put your hands up third years put your hands up if you've just finished the junior search like is there any time like that is there any time that you're going to be with a DJ who is so specific to your celebrations I think not overall Wes should be studied genuinely by a law firm because some of the stuff illegal but at the same time it was a beautiful thing do you know like we had a lot of fun and that's ultimately it like don't get me wrong the entire place should have been swabbed especially the bathroom and studied and put in a petri dish and studied for because I think corona may have started there and slowly worked its way through the pipes and now it's out in the open years later but it was it was a place of memories and that's one thing I'm grateful for. Now, on a more somber note, as of a few years ago, Wes is no longer. Wes, Wes is an enigma. Wes and Doni, an enigma of the world, a question mark to us all. I honestly debate did it even happen. That's how illegal the whole thing was. It's like I read this random Instagram post the other day and it was like Steve Carell being like, the office wouldn't survive in today's climate because some of the jokes are just so outrageous um, and just low-key offensive. But it's like, Wes wouldn't have survived in our climate. The time it was there was the time it was going to thrive and it had its time and now it's gone and those of you who didn't experience it I'm sorry because I would be lying if I said it didn't make me the woman I am today and I'm pretty phenomenal so look I'm sure you can find your path in life without attending 12 overpriced Wes events but it's unlikely you know I was recording this being like I'll go through like a few places we used to go to but I ended up just promoting Wes for the past 40 minutes so to be honest with you no regrets I'll do another episode on more places we went to because we could be here all night it deserved the airtime it really did but we'll incorporate another place that used to be part of my social life as a youth in our final segment if you have the fear just know if you have the fear just know Lily once asked Jamie Lang from Maiden Chelsea if he was single whilst wearing a fake gold Aztec vibe necklace and a black jumpsuit that my sticky bra was sticking out of which I didn't notice. Backstory. So whatever about Wes being the place to go, I feel like the Wes was kind of like the city council. And then you move on to Club 92, which is like the Oval Office. Not in the place of class whatsoever. Still a shit show. But with regard to the venue, do you know what I mean? So like, I feel like if you took a swab of Club 92 and Wes, it would kind of be like comparing Club 92, you might get a rash from the bacteria, but Wes, it would be a flesh eating virus. Do you know what I mean? So anyway, eventually we moved from Wes to Club 92 which is kind of like you know you're moving up the ranks when you get older do you know you outgrow things like longitude actually some people still go to that super debatable if you go to that at our age scared of you and everything that you believe in anyway so we go to Club 92 I honestly think I was kind of ahead of my time with my 
outfits, but to the point that like no one understood what I was doing. Do you know what I mean? Like too ahead of my time. So for one Club 92, I wore this black strapless jumpsuit and it was kind of a bit too big on me, but it, so like, and I was wearing a strapless bra with it and it was too big. So it kind of kept falling. And then like the terrifying sticky bra would be on show. And then I decided to wear my heels to Club 92 and not the Uggs because I didn't want to ruin the look. But I was just like super, super tall to everyone else. So I kind of looked like I worked there, do you know? And then I wore like an Aztec vibe gold necklace that kind of looked like a gold ankle monitor. It was very big and chunky. And I tried to straighten my hair I also just didn't wear mascara or lipstick that time. It was a bit tragic, but I thought I looked shit hot, of course. Anyway, I was looking like a shit show, but I felt like a million dollars, as I always do. And I was like, I am the queen, you are the peasants. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I am in, I honestly, it was like comparing being in a business suit at like 15 um, or 16, maybe. It was kind of like being in a business, it, it was like within the group of us, what, we're all like 16 at this point. You know, you have people just wearing, it was kind of like I was wearing a business suit and everyone everyone else was wearing you know dresses and that vibe anyway I felt like the shit do you know what I mean and this is honestly more of the fear for Jamie Lang than it is me so um, in this event that was being hosted in Club 92 in this venue sometimes they had celebrity guests and do you know what I mean like and I'm not talking about your local TD they actually got Jamie Lang to come to this event so he was genuinely the guest star and I fucking love Main Chelsea me and my friend Lydia like we were obsessed with it and we were like we cannot believe that Jamie Lang is going to be at this event like we're screaming from the inside and out so the time arrives and the guest star arrives everyone queues up I'm like to be honest with you this is not the Wes cloakroom there's actually a prize at the end of this queue I am staying in this queue until the end of time I want to meet Jamie Lang so me and my friend Lydia queue up we finally get there and we were like oh we say something funny say something funny and I like why did this come out of me like he genuinely he wasn't even looking us in the eye he was probably thinking in his head he's like I need to make some career moves quick because this cannot be it for me like at a teenage disco in the middle of Dublin so anyway so he's like hey guys hey guys and we both went in to get the pic and mid photograph he like whatever brings in he's like hey girls whatever and <laughs> mid photo I just decide to go are you single and he obviously says nothing he obviously doesn't reply I don't even know if he heard me I think he did hear me because I was quite close to him like at this point I was devastated after do you know what I mean like I'd come I'd dressed business casual in this jumpsuit for one reason and one reason only to bag Jamie Lang and it didn't happen but you know I'm I honestly think that at that point a terrifying looking teen in stripper heels and a jumpsuit asking is he single I think that was the point for his career that he was like this can't be the peak I must I must work harder and look where he is now he's got it it didn't work out guys in the end just to say that um he has a really nice girlfriend now and everything I think things are going well for him ultimately I think I may have been part of Jamie Lang's career I don't know um just the pure I think I gave him his own fear of life of this cannot be the peak for him so you're welcome yes (laughs) but yeah if you've the fear just know you weren't rejected by Jamie Lang in the middle of Club 92 but as we always say it made me into the woman I am today so no regrets so guys that's the pod I hope you enjoyed me talking about basically Wes and then a bit of Club 92 with Jamie Lang in there but I didn't realise I was going to go into such deep detail about Wes but you know the heart wants what it wants so I'll do other episodes episodes on perhaps different social aspects as we got older and essentially started using fake IDs and getting into clubs.
pubs, which was also really fucking good times. So stunning episodes to follow. But that's all from me on this episode. Take care of yourselves, guys. Be kind to yourself because if you don't do that, you literally aren't going to be able to do anything else. Go easy on yourselves. Do what you can. And what that is, is enough. Stay stunning and much love. This is the Get Involved Podcast. I'm Lily. Chow me, amours.